those words, nourish and cherish. That's what Jesus is doing for the church. He's nourishing it and he's cherishing it. Man, when you feel frustrated about where the church is, you need to be like Jesus is nourishing the church and cherishing the church. Nourish, to bring up to maturity, to nurture and train. That's what nourish means. So that's what Jesus is doing for the church. He's bringing it up to maturity. He's nurturing it and training it. Cherish means to brood, to cherish with tender love, to foster with tender care. Man, God, give us your heart for the church. And forgive us, Lord, for when we've criticised it and been part of the problem rather than part of the solution. I want you to imagine that you're going to a wedding. So you're sitting in the audience or the... You're sitting in the congregation, whatever we call it, at a wedding. And the bride is about to enter. And as you know, everyone stands when the bride enters and they all turn and they watch the beautiful bride walk down the aisle, right? Now imagine there she's coming down the aisle and she's dressed in her beautiful wedding dress. She's had her hair and makeup done. She's been dreaming about this day. She's got her beautiful bouquet of flowers. She, like, she's chosen so carefully every single little thing, her shoes, her nail polish, the, the way her hair's sitting, her necklace, her earrings, like she's thought about it, dreamt about it because she's going to wed her beloved, right? She looks amazing. And imagine all of the wedding guests are there and they're looking at her and she's coming down the aisle and then they're like turning to each other and they're like, geez, I don't really like the dress that she chose. Who did her makeup? Man, she looks... She should have chosen lilies. I wouldn't have chosen roses. She should have chosen lilies. Like, it's like, like we don't do that, do we? It doesn't matter who it is who's walking down the aisle. It doesn't matter if they're not like Elle McPherson supermodel. Sorry, I'm trying to think of a supermodel. I wouldn't know who is the current day supermodel. When I was a little girl, it was Elle McPherson was the person to be, right? So, who? Kate Moss. I don't care if, it, if it's Kate, like, somebody. Like, I've lost my train of thought. It doesn't, it doesn't matter that the person that's coming down the aisle is not a Kate Moss or a Cindy Crawford or an Elle McPherson. They are a beautiful bride coming to meet their beloved at the end. And, and all of the audience, it doesn't matter. They are like rejoicing in her joy and her happiness and her beauty as she comes down. 
Amen. Isn't it weird? Isn't it weird to think that you'd stand there and criticize a bride on her wedding day, but yet we do it to the church all the time. And it may not be the wedding day just yet, but my goodness, he is preparing his bride to be without spot or wrinkle for that day when she will meet him face to face. And we need to be very careful about what we say about the bride of Christ. Very, very careful. Oh, it brings, it, it is sober, isn't it? It's, it's like a weighty, heavy thing. And it's so easy because we get frustrated about what people do and silly things that individuals do. But men, pray. You need to pray. Don't criticise because your words have power. Your words have power. Titus 3, 1 to 2. It says, Remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one. What are we to do? Speak evil of who? No one ever. I don't care. The church, someone else, we do not speak evil about anyone, right? Uh, To avoid quarreling, to be gentle and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. Ephesians 4.29, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is as is good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. Man, the word of God, hey, sharper than any two-edged sword. Guard your words, guys. Let's be a church that is very careful with the words that we speak. And this doesn't mean that we ignore problems. Okay, I'm not saying that we like la 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 and stick our head in the sand and we don't address things in love. Okay, there's a way to do things. Let's learn to take any problems that we see with the church to the Father and seek his wisdom and his heart. Man, like there's lots of problems. I'm not, I'm not, I'm very aware, right? Where do I, where, where do, what do I do with that? I talk to the Father and I'm like, show me what you're seeing. Tell me what you're saying. What is my response? What am I to do? And sometimes he's like, you pray. That is all you are called to do. Sometimes there'll be an action, So we don't criticise our church or other churches. We love them and encourage them. And we pray for them and we cheer them on. Amen? Every single church where Jesus is Lord, they are on our team. And we are on their team, right? Every single one. So we encourage them. And if we want to see this, this city transformed, then we need every single church to be firing 
We need every single church to be saturated with the presence of God. We need everyone charging forward together. Okay, we are not like the be-all and the end-all, right? We're not God's solution to the Northern Territory. We are part of his solution. Amen? We are very important part, as is the other churches that he's planted in our city. Amen? All right. (sighs) I already said life and death. I'm like straying from my notes. All right, Proverbs 8.21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat their fruits. You have to give an account for every word that you, sp- that you speak. Isn't that sobering? Every word. Matthew 12:36 Jesus says, "I tell you on the day of judgment people will give an account for every careless word they speak." Praise the Lord. Galatians 5:9 to 10. It says, "And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up." So then, as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone and especially to those who are the household of faith. Isn't that a good scripture? We're called to do good to everyone, but especially to those in the household of faith. Let's like lift up our our hearts, our posture of our hearts towards our brothers and sisters in Christ. Man, if you love Jesus, I want to do everything I can to bless you. I want to do everything I can to encourage you. I want to do everything I can to see God working through you and in you and out of you. I want to do everything I can to see you fulfilling the destiny that is placed on your life that he saw before the foundation of the world. We all need to carry that and we all need to be each other's biggest champions. Encourage, encourage, encourage. How can you bless someone this week? How can you, like that's a question, write it down. How can I bless someone this week in the household of faith? Maybe you can send someone an encouraging text. Maybe you can call someone and have a coffee. Maybe you can give someone a meal. Maybe you can hang out. I don't know. How can you bless someone? How can you love someone in the household of faith? We got that? Speak no evil. Amen. Third one. Contribute. I know we've had this before, but I'm going to say it again. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about us being members of the same body, the body of Christ. I'm not going to read it for sake of time. Go read 1 Corinthians 12 this week. But I will read Ephesians 4, 15 to 16. It says, speaking the truth in love, it's talking about the church. 
Maybe we should back up a bit. Speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So the whole body of Christ, so we're the body of Christ, like that's a brain explosion already. He's the head and all of us together, we're his body. We're his hands and feet on the earth, we're the way he gets stuff done, right? So we're joined and knit together by what? By every joint that sits on its butt and does nothing. By every joint that supplies, right? So you can imagine that we're all like parts and joints of this beautiful body of Christ. And and the way that it stays knit together and joined together is by every single joint bringing its part, every joint doing its thing, every joint supplying, right? You're here for a purpose, You are part of this church community for a purpose. And there are things that you can practically do to serve and supply the body of Christ that will cause it to be further knit together and to grow. Isn't that exciting? Doesn't that make you excited? So I'm not asking that you quit your job and become a full-time minister of the God. I'm not asking that because, like, not everyone is called to that, right? Not everyone is called to become a full-time minister of the gospel, okay? But we are all part of the body and, and we're all called, like some people are called to be a teacher or, or an accountant or whatever and you're called to bring the kingdom of God into that sphere, Okay, and to, and to bring light and glory into that space and see the kingdom of God injected throughout society, right? That's how we like transform the world by all of us taking Christ where, where we spend our days, in our families, in our workplaces, in, with our neighbors, like because we take him wherever we go. Okay, but together there, there's this body of Christ and it actually needs people contributing to keep it joined together. Amen? All right, so I'm going to be super duper practical. Where can you do something? There was a pen on your chair, right? Visitors, you do not have to do this. There's a pen on your chair and there is a, there's Things, there's sheets of paper up the back and you get to write your name on a sheet of paper where you can contribute. Amen? Sounds simple? Okay, quickly to run through some things that you could possibly do. Youth ministry, sowing into the next generation. Oh, you don't have to do it right now. Stay seated, ladies. 
It's fine. We'll do it at the end. Youth ministry, sowing into the next generation, supporting Keely and her team, change the lives of young people. Service team, setting up the gathering for excellence and encounter. Man, if you're like, I don't, I'm not like, I don't have a gift. Man, can you, can you get here early and put out the table and shuffle some chairs around? Like, that's an important part, right? It all matters. Um, hospitality team, afternoon tea and connection. Do you love chatting with people? Do you, like, that's a practical way that you can love people. That's the big warm hug that people need to get here. Because if we're going to be a church that looks like Jesus and feels like a family, man, we need those people, giving people a hug and chatting with them. And Right? Maybe that's you. Maybe you love doing that. Kids ministry, raising up the next generation to know all the things that you didn't. Amen? To know Jesus and walk with him. Tech squad. Specifically, we need people who can press enter on the computer. That's it. Can you press enter on the computer to change the slide? You just press enter. It's a really easy job, right? But we need people. Imagine if someone, if we had a team of four people and you just did it once a month. Easy, hey. Worship team. Do you have a gift of being able to play a musical instrument or sing? Discipleship. Do you care about healthy Christians? Do you care about Christians knowing who they are in Christ? Do you care about that? If you do, man, be raised up to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Very passionate about that. Social media. Do you love that space? Are you like, I just love social media? Because there is a big gap, man. We could, we could do a lot of, we could propel things forward if we had that person who loves social media. Um, intercessory prayer team, pray. Pray, come on. This church will not do everything it's called to do without prayer. Prophetic team, if you are keen to grow in the prophetic, to minister prophetically to others, that is an option. Men's ministry, Raising up healthy men who look like Jesus. Women's ministry, raising up healthy women who look like Jesus. Electronics and computer stuff. Help bring excellence into that space because I don't know much. We need help. Okay? There's even a sheet that says, I want to help, but I'm not sure where. Okay? Let's catch up and have a cuppa. All right? Um, And then there's even a sheet that says, I see a gap. Maybe I can help with something. Okay, because I'm aware. I don't see everything. You guys see stuff that I don't see. Maybe you're like burning for something, right? So just write your name there and what, what it might be that you could help with. Okay, but this is really important. We are called to be contributors to the body of Christ, not spiritual consumers. Okay? Gone are those days in the church. You are called to contribute, not just consume, fill me, fill me, fill me, fill me. Trust me, as you 
serve in the area where God graces you to serve. He will fill you so he can, so you can continue to be like pouring out into that space and he will fill you to overflowing. You will not miss out. I served in kids' ministry every Sunday for 18 months and I was so full of the Lord. I was not dry or crusty. I was like, the gospel is amazing and kids are encountering the living God and they'll never, ever be the same. Right? I've, I've done some hard yards and I came out full of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Praise God. All right? Don't be afraid to put your name down on a few pieces of paper. It is not my heart or my intention to wear you out. It is my heart and intention to find out where, what you burn for and what God has grace for you to do and to release you and equip you to do what you're called to do so this body is joined and knit together and it starts to grow. Amen? All right. Fourth, fourth one. Pray. Last but not least. If you can do nothing else, please at bare minimum, pray every day for the church. Ephesians 6.18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. We're all called to pray always. Pray always. Ephesians 4 verse 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Some people will be like, how are you going? Leading a church. Like sometimes, yeah, it does feel heavy. And when it feels heavy, it just shows me I need to pray. I need to give it to the one whose church it is. It's not, it's not this thing that is mine alone to carry. It's his church and he will build it and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen? So if you're like feeling frustrated about specifically the church or you're like, ah, I want to have a whinge or whatever, pray, pray. When you get up every day, pray. Pray for the church. If you don't know what to pray, Father, I pray that you would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. I pray that we would grow in the knowledge of you as the church. I pray that we would look like Jesus. I pray that we would grow up into Christ. Amen? I mean, yes, I pray that we have a building that is our building. I pray that we have all the people we need. I pray that we have resources. Yes, but I care more about discipleship about people growing up into Christ, about people encountering his heart and his love, about people being changed because they're with him every day. Amen? So pray that. And if you're noticing someone struggling, pray for them and then encourage them. Amen? Pray, pray, pray. Matthew eighteen eighteen. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. 
Again, I say to you, if two or if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am among them. There is power when we come together in prayer in his name. There is power when we bind and loose. Come on, church. Rise up and pray. If nothing else, pray. A quote from Charles Finney. A revival may be expected when Christians have a spirit of prayer for revival. That is, when they pray as if their hearts were set upon it. When Christians have the spirit of prayer for revival... When they go about groaning out of their heart's desire, when they have a real travail of soul. You know, quite often Christians will say, we want revival, we want revival, but they won't pray about it. Come on. We're called to pray. Lord, give us a spirit of prayer for revival. What does it look like? Pray in your own time. Ask the Lord to stir up a spirit of prayer within you. I haven't always been passionate about praying, but the more I pray and the more I ask him to teach me the importance of prayer, the more he stirs up that passion, right? Pray in church groups. If we're in a church group, we will be praying together. Pray. Weekly, we have a prayer meeting before the service from 3.20 to 3.40. Join us. It's open. You can come and join and pray there. Okay, we pray for the church. And not just like the meeting, but whatever we feel like is on the heart of God for the church, right? Fortnightly, we have pizza and prayer. Join us. Okay, it's a great time. There were only four of us last week, Rosie, Sharon, Wayne and me. But man, we prayed and it was a rich time of prayer and it felt like 10 minutes. It just went boom and it was like bounce, it was like a ping pong ball bouncing around. You could feel the spirit of God stirring up. You didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, what do I pray? It was like, it was coming out. The spirit of God was praying through us, right? Praise God. We have an intercessory prayer group specifically praying for the church. If you are passionate about partnering with us in that space, please come speak to me. And pray when you meet with others. Gather and pray. You do not need a license to pray. License given. If you have a cup of tea with someone, then finish in prayer. If you meet for lunch, finish in prayer. If you're going for a walk, let's just pray. Amen? The church of Jesus Christ is the only answer to this broken world. It's the only answer. Jesus is the only solution. There is plan A, Jesus. There is no other plan. And we are his body here on the earth. Come on, Christian. 
We need you. Nothing else has the authority to overcome darkness. Nothing else. Only the name of Jesus and the church that bears his name. Amen? Amen. Who is, who is brave? Who, who's, who's my, I need some people to link arms. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I need, to, I need nine people up here, quick. Love it. Do we have enough? Link arms. Do we have enough? Do we have ten? Luke, you might need to not sit there. All right. We're the church of Jesus Christ, right? And we're called not to just sit. We're called to be united and advance. We're going to move forward, team. We're called to advance and to smash the realm of darkness. And then we're called... Who's, who's brave? Ready? We're getting up. We are called to operate from a higher realm. Right? We are seated in heavenly places with Jesus, far above all rule, authority, power and dominion and every name that is to be named. The church of Jesus Christ, are you with me? Stand up on your chair. Come on. Link arms with someone. Stand up on your chair. I know this is a little bit crazy, but doesn't it look different from up here? Christians, you are seated in heavenly places where Christ is seated. Right? We need to have we need to have his perspective. We need to see things from his perspective. Lord, give us ourselves to see what you see and give us ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church. God, we want to know you. We want to advance your kingdom. We want to smash the realm of darkness. We want to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, build your church. Do what only you can do. Thank you, Father. I bless you, mighty warriors, in Jesus' name. All the saints said, Amen. Amen. Come on. You may you may step down. <laughs> Seated in higher, like the Lord is calling us higher. He's calling us to a higher realm. The church everywhere. It feels awesome, doesn't it? It feels awesome. Hallelujah.